the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 64 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Anna, and I'm ten. I'm Liam, and I'm eight. And I'm Al Nowatsky, the adults. And, uh, yeah, here we are again. Uh, happy to be back again for another week. Uh, I've been talking about a giveaway for a while, and I think this week is the week that finally I'm going to announce what that giveaway uh, is. So that should be cool. Um, it's going to be fun, and I think it'll be a surprise to you kids, too, because I don't think you've even seen this thing yet. Uh, yeah, but uh, we'll wait till the end of the episode to do that. Uh, let's talk about some Star Wars-y stuff that we've been up to right now. Uh, we just watched Double Agent Droid. It's uh, pretty good. Double Agent Droid. That was kind of a silly episode, a little bit. Uh, there was a lot of AP5 and Chopper. And um, AP5's voice is just like, yeah, man, man, oh, In the middle of the episode, I commented on how annoying it was to just have to hear that all, like, just the same exact, like, pitch mm, thing the yes. whole entire time. Can we do it's, a spoiler alert? It's very, it's very, it's very monotone, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's kind of sure, uh, yeah, fast forward, like, you know, five minutes or something if you don't want to hear. But Liam wants to talk about the episode, so I guess we'll do that. What's up? What do you want to say? Um... I really like at the end how AP5 is just floating in space and there's these little per- pink bugs with little <laughs> yeah. yellow yeah. things and he, they're just going around him and there's like there's this really weird music and he's just and AP5 just singing in space he's like yeah. it's so, so much silence I love this new world <laughs> This is awesome. It's so pretty. And then the and ghost picks him up. Stay here for a while. <laughs> and then the ghost picks him up. Yeah, that was. That was hilarious. That was bizarre. <laughs> that was. That was just. That was just weird. But it was oh, also, cool. It was funny. Also, when he goes into him in into the bathroom, <laughs> when um, uh-huh. that was the first time we ever saw someone have to go to the bathroom in Star Wars. Uh, on screen, I think you're right. Yeah. Someone went to the right. bathroom? Yeah, wedge. Is that, so they call it the refresher. Uh, and a lot of times it's shortened to fresher. Go to the fresher. The refresher. That's what they call bathrooms in Star Wars. And that's actually something from Legends that a lot of people didn't like. They didn't like, well, just call it a bathroom, you know. Um, but that's something that they've brought over into, into canon. Calling bathrooms uh, refreshers. I really so. need to use the refresher here. <laughs> and he just walks in and Get that out. AP5 just comes in and he's like, AP5? Like, he just got out to AP5's coming in and he's like, AP5. Yeah, he's like, oh my gosh, yeah. a little privacy here. Yeah, I'm in the middle of going, going to the bathroom and just walk in. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty silly episode, but it was, it was pretty fun. Um, yeah. It was, it was decent. Uh, let's see what else. Um, our listener, uh, Wyatt, whose dad, Evan, gave us those horrible jokes uh, from a couple weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> so Evan was listening to the podcast, and, and Wyatt was listening along, and uh, and he had a question uh, for us, or I guess specifically for me, but I'm sure you guys could uh, help out, too. Here's his question. Hey, Al. Um, um, how do you learn about... 
All right, so how do you learn about Jedis? How do you learn about Jedi? Many, 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 many ways. <laughs> sure, okay. So, um, Wikipedia, let's say. W- Wikipedia? Yeah. That's one way. Um, the Jedi Path that I've been recently li- reading. And Liam, Yes, Liam, so you've been reading this book mm-hmm. called The Jedi Path. Can you explain to us what The Jedi Path is about? Um, it's legends, but it's like... Um, it's a bunch of different Jedi, like, in-universe, and they're writing this book. Well, that's, the author is pretending that's happening. And, um... It's written by Dan Wallace, who actually lives mm -hmm. over in Minneapolis. We're pretty close to us. But it's written as if... Real, like, in-universe Jedi wrote it. Yeah, right, right, right. And it's a bunch of facts about the Jedi, and then there's also, like, these... It's been passed on for a while, Mm -hmm. so, like, there's Sith that write stuff... And then they say who it's by. They just write little comments. Mm-hmm. And then there's also Jedi who do that. Yeah, so there's little, like, in the margins, like, Yoda made notes. But also Palpatine made notes, right? Yeah. Little notes Dooku, about Luke, things. Dooku, Anakin, Luke, yeah. Soka. Yeah, that's really cool. There's, like, um, this whole page that's crossed out. Yeah. Like, a whole few pages. And Luke's like, I don't know who did this, but my guess is that it was the Emperor. Yeah, and it was that was the prophecy of the Chosen One. Everything is crossed out on it, so you don't know what the prophecy actually said. Uh, which was a really clever, I think, of Dan Wallace, because, you know, he, he's not going to make up the prophecy of the Chosen One, right? I don't, I don't know if Lucasfilm would let anyone write that. I wonder if we'll ever actually see or hear what that prophecy exactly said, right? That'd be kind of cool. Uh, so, Wyatt, those are some ways. Uh, also, you know, StarWars.com has a lot of really cool information, and it's a really pretty website. Um, you know, there's always a lot of really cool photos. I know that you watch Rebels, Wyatt, uh, and StarWars.com always has these videos called uh, Rebels Recon. And they kind of, they talk about the Rebels episode and sometimes they'll interview the actors who, who do the voices for. It's really cool. Yeah. The voices. I like watching it all the time. Yeah. And they'll interview even like the, the person who create like had the idea for the show and wrote the show. Um, and they'll talk about how they made the show and then they'll have like a little funny thing with Chopper. So that's a cool way to learn about Rebels, which I know. Chopper cam. Chopper cam. That's right. Little camera that is on Chopper. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, if you want to learn more about Rebels, I, I think watching those episodes of Rebels Recon, they're like, what, 10 minutes long, maybe? Uh, but they're pretty funny and fun to watch. Um, there's also a thing called The Star Wars Show that is also on StarWars.com, and it comes out once a week on Wednesdays. It's pretty cool. It's pretty funny. I like funny. it more than Rebels Recon. It's actually. very silly at times, but it's cool because they show some like new toys maybe that are coming out, or they might talk about some new books that are coming they out. They always interview someone that mm-hmm. is a Star Wars fan. And oh, is yeah. popular. They yeah. don't even have to be popular, though. So, yeah, sometimes they, it's people yeah, never they, even heard of. They interview yeah. Crazy Al. <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic? Weird Al. Weird Al. Weird Al Yankovic, yeah. yeah that's right, Weird that's right. Yeah, so they might not even be... <laughs> it was be, hilarious. They might not be someone who, like, is in Star Wars or makes Star Wars, but they just really like it. So then they talk to him about it. It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah, uh, Wikipedia is always, if you want to know, like... What is the deal with why lightsabers have different colors? You could look up on Wikipedia. Now, most of these things 
not the videos, right? The videos you don't have to be able to read to watch. But some of these things, like the Jedi Path that Liam's reading and uh, Wikipedia, you have to be able to read. And I know that Wyatt, kids, he's learning how to read. How cool is that? That is cool. And actually, for his birthday, we we gave him some books that we had that you used to learn how to read, Liam. Those were the, the Star Wars phonics books, right? And that's a really good place to start because, first of all, it's phonics. And second of all, it's Star Wars. How cool is that, right? Um, so, so I think once you can read, you are like Jasmine in Aladdin on a magic carpet singing a whole new world, right? A whole new world opens up to you when you can read, right? Right? I mean, is that right, kids? You're just Anna, you probably making stuff even, up like that. Anna, you don't even remember a time when you couldn't read, do you? Liam, do you kind of maybe remember a time when you couldn't read? How weird is that? Can, no, how, no, I you don't. can't really remember, no, right? Because no. once you learn how to read, then your brain just sorts of sort of starts to rewire itself, and then if it's I, like hard to remember not if being I can't able to read. read. It's like it's like okay, here's words. I just read them, and I'm like, okay, now I'm gonna try to not read them. Uh, I'm still reading them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it becomes impossible to not read when yeah. you see a word. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, thank you so much for the question, Wyatt. Uh, I hope that you uh, like our answer. And hey, if you have any other questions, if you want to learn anything about Jedi and, uh, and you want to ask us, you can just send us another, uh, another little video and we will uh, we'll answer it on do the it, show. Do it, so, do it, please. Do it, do, do it, do it. it. Please. We love getting questions from kids. So anyone else out there listening, send us your questions. Uh, we have a speakpipe.com slash children of the force is a way that you can just uh, record a message on your computer and it'll just come right to us and we can play it on the show. Hey, what's that sound? Listen, listen. Mm, I don't know. It's What's That Sound, <laughs> Children of the Force's very own segment about the sound design of Star Wars. Today on What's That Sound, we're going to learn about one of my favorite sounds from The Phantom Menace, a boss oh. Nass's flapping jowls, right? Yes. Can we do it? Can we all try to do yes. it together on the count of three? One, two, three. <laughs> I can't really do it, right? Wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you. <laughs> oh, wow. That's great, this Anna. Is mine. Okay. Oh, that's not too bad. Um, so, this is a sound that I personally have been making to uh, entertain and or frighten babies ever since 1999 when The Phantom Menace came out. Uh <laughs> And, uh, so the sloshing sound, should we listen to it? Anna, you want to grab the, uh, the sound of Star Wars down there? Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're going to listen to it. Okay. Yeah. Bye. All right. I'm okay. just going to play it close to the microphone because, but you guys, so first, the first thing that you're going to hear is just the sound of the sloshing. And this is, uh, was made by shaking a half filled hot water bottle. And a hot water bottle, I'm gonna have a photo of it. I'm gonna put it up on the website because people need to know what a hot water bottle looks like. So it's kind of something that um, if you need to put hot, like something hot on like a, uh, like a muscle that's aching or something, you would fill this thing with hot water and then put the plug in and it keeps hot, it stays hot for a long time, right? But it's flexible. That's cool. It's very, it's rubber and it's flexible. That's cool. Yeah, so they filled it halfway and they shook it to make the sloshing sound. Uh, when Boss Nass does his Boss Nassiness thing. So let's uh, let's play his, his thing. I'm just going to hold the mic close to it. So the first sound is just the water bottle 
The second sound is Boss Nass's voice plus the water bottle. <laughs> uh, That's hilarious to see how that works. It's hilariously compare both of them together. I like right. what's That's that funny. sound. Can we do it yeah. again? Because we haven't been doing it a lot. Yeah, that, you know, I know. I like I like what's that sound too. A lot of times our episode's just too long and I don't have time for it. But uh, yeah, this episode Daddy, might be too long too. Now you got a whole too, new but, world stuck in my head. A whole new. <laughs> no. Uh, by the way, Boss Nass was voiced by an actor named Brian Blessed. So that was Brian Blessed plus. A half full hot water bottle. <laughs> All right, let's head on over. Great, Anna. Thank you. Let's. Okay. You got to get your you got to get your face really loose. You got to get your face loose. You got to get your cheeks. Your cheeks are real looking. You see, I got flabby. I got flabby. I got flabby old man cheeks. So I can. There you go. And I, I just, I just got some spit, kind of, uh, uh, sort of a, uh, you know, I've been saving it for the last, you know, minute in my mouth. So here we go. You ready? <laughs> yeah! You actually spit. Well, yeah, that's how you have to do it. Spit has to come out of your. I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, let's head on over to the news. All right, so uh, John Boyega posted on his, um, what is that, Instagram? I don't even know. Yeah, Instagram. Uh, He posted this image of him pointing to a poster that was given to him by Ryan Johnson. Remember, he's the director of The Last Jedi, episode 8. He said, it's a gift from him expressing my frustration with the most complex Star Wars lingo. You'll find out more later. So here is, and it's so funny, it's this image of Finn with his hands over his face, and it says, Star Wars, biohexacrypt. What does that mean? We don't know, but it's something that Finn says in The Last Jedi. How cool is that? We know something he says out loud. Bio <laughs> I don't know if he says it like that in the movie. I think that's more to signify because he's got his hands up on his face and he's really distressed. It's to signify that John Boyega had a hard time saying that word, saying that 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 phrase, you know, while he's acting, right? It's okay, like, how do you no, make I, this sound normal, right? It's already mm-hmm. shot, right? The bio movie's already shot. Yeah, like, oh, put him in the biohexacrypt or. You know, my uh, there's <laughs> uh, there's there's theories out there. There's whole websites out there now devoted to what biohexacrypt should could possibly mean. There's like a like a cell biologist about has has done like a theory. Um, there's no kryptonite. Kryptonite. Well, maybe they find krypton in Star Wars. Uh, we don't know where. You know, yeah. What if they actually make a planet named Krypton? That would be. That would funny. actually be pretty cool. Pretty funny. <laughs> so we're gonna like this crystal kryptonite stuff. That'd be pretty cool. We're gonna. I uh, actually met carbonite, but. Oh. Yeah. You went carbonite I, I instead said of kryptonite. Tonight. Wow. But I met carbonite. How do you? How dare you, Anna? <laughs> well. How dare you? That's not the only thing. You know, uh, Superman and Star Wars also has a theme song very close to each other. So. Really. Dun 
dun dun dun dun dun dun dun dun dun dun dun dun dun dun dun That's the Superman theme song. Really? Yeah, it's very similar to... It is. Yeah. So, um, it's a John Williams song also. So, all right. So, um, hey, Clone Wars is still on Netflix. How awesome is that? So that news that we had is no longer news uh, because it's still there. So they must have just accidentally put something online saying that it was going to be off. Because, I mean, I but saw people... But why didn't they tell us it was I accident. don't know. You know, Netflix... So Netflix is very... Like, they don't they don't communicate. Maybe they did it, Things but just come out and... Maybe maybe they wrote that, uh, not mean mm. to or something, mm, no. and then they realize, And then they, they never realized that happened, though. They never realized that happened until mm. after that day. Maybe. 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 And then people started complaining about it, and they're like, hey, wait. No, it's not going anywhere, and then they took it off, and but people kept assuming that it was going to be taken off, but it's still there. Yay! Yay! It's still there. Hey, uh, on the plus side, a lot of people got a lot of Clone Wars episodes watched in the last month, so <laughs> <laughs> not you know not a bad thing. So I think the coolest news to come out this week is that there's going to be a new Darth Vader comic series, which I didn't think. If you would have asked me, does there need to be another Darth Vader comic series? I probably would have said no. I like the one that came out already, but I didn't need another one. But after hearing what this one's about, I am so looking forward to this. In fact, what was it? A couple? Was it just a... No, I I didn't tell you that. Okay. So it was just a, what, few episodes ago where I said that I didn't think I was going to be buying single issues of comics anymore. I might actually start getting this Darth Vader comic because I am so excited about what it's about. And we're going to... I'm just going to read a bunch from the Star Wars website because it is so... Um, it's so exciting to me. So it says the story picks up right after Revenge of the Sith, and it's gonna it's gonna show us some of Vader's early uh, acts and forays into the dark side, including how he built his red bladed lightsaber, hunting down surviving Jedi, and more. Okay, so <laughs> uh, so there's an interview on StarWars.com with uh, Charles Sewell, who uh, he is the the comics author who wrote Lando and he wrote the Obi-Wan and Anakin comic and he is writing the Poe Dameron comic, like currently writing Poe Dameron, which is pretty amazing that he's also doing this now. What if he's that, right now actually writing Poe Dameron? <laughs> wouldn't that be fun? I, so people are theorizing that maybe this means that Poe Dameron's going to end maybe because usually people don't do two comics at the same time of this magnitude right and this darth vader comic is an ongoing that means it's not like a five issue miniseries it's going to go probably for like 20 25 issues at least okay so So is that the same with poe dameron comic yeah yeah poe and actually the first vader comic the star wars comic is still going that's in like uh 30 some issues now um just the main star wars comic i don't know if that one's ever gonna is that the one about the mystery and the about like the mystery, um, there was like a seek, like a rebel spy or something. No, well, that's oh, that's the that's the old one. I wa- that's the legends one. Wait, no, that one that we we started reading but we never finished. From like a long time ago. We were like it was like two years ago. Um. Yeah, I think that was the uh, the the dark horse comic that. They were writing before. Yeah, yeah I want to bef- read that again. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's Legends now, but yeah. But it's really good, though. 
Yeah, it was pretty good. It got kind of got a little not as good, but it was pretty good to oh, start I with. Still, I sure. want, can we read it again? I have all the issues, yeah. Well, <gasps> I think I'm missing one of them for some reason, but we have, that's a 25 issue series, I think, 20 or 25. So, uh, so Charles Sewell says in this interview, Vader on some level knows that he is a monster. He has to know this because he still has that famous spark of good left somewhere deep inside him. Uh, he knows, again, probably unconsciously, that the moment he allows himself to even consider a path that isn't complete and utter darkness, he'll fall. And he's right, as we see in Return of the Jedi. So he doubles down on the dark side almost as a coping method. So that's kind of what I've always thought. Like, why does he stay dark once Padme dies? The whole reason that he went to the dark side, right? And it's as a coping method. That means as a, a way to deal with what he's done is to just keep being bad instead of having to admit to himself that what he did was bad. <sighs> that's right. And this that's, is, I mean, I guess he thinks that's the best way, but it's not right. So Dan Brooks is who was interviewing Charles Sewell for starwars.com. And, and Dan says, I always love the final shot of Vader in revenge of the Sith standing there with his arms crossed, kind of left with this new existence as the emperor's enforcer. How did you decide what comes next? And Sewell says, that was one of the most amazing writing experiences I've ever had. What comes next? This book literally begins one second after the shot you just described, which meant I had to decide what Vader was thinking there and how he would react. A pretty incredible opportunity as a writer, especially as a lifelong Star Wars fan. How did I decide? I just put myself into his head as much as I could. Not easy and not pleasant, but it generated quite a story, as you'll see. Which <laughs> is so cool. A question that I've personally had for a while now is how much did Vader know and when did he know it? Right? So, like, I always wondered when did he find out that Palpatine orchestrated the whole Clone Wars? That it was all just a plan for Palpatine to get power? When did Vader find that out? Did he ever find that out, right? I think hopefully we'll see that in this comic. Is he going to figure it out right away? Or does he not figure that out until Return of the Jedi? Like, wait a second. You tricked me. <laughs> right? You lied to me. I don't know. He has to figure it out before that, right? I don't know. I hope that I hope this comic answers that question of how soon he figures it out. So this next bit of the interview suggests maybe that we'll see it. Uh, so Dan Brooks asks, I've always wondered just how much Vader believed that the Jedi really betrayed the Republic versus the fact that he either needed to believe it or just needed the power to save Padme. Do you plan on delving into that? And does it play into where he goes in this series? And Sewell says, these are dangerous questions for Vader to ask himself. And I think he's focusing every bit of his mental energy on not asking them. <laughs> Right? Not asking those questions. He doesn't want to ask himself those questions. I'm not sure he really even deals with it for another 20-some years, in fact. Hmm. So maybe it isn't until he finds out that he, he has a son. Know. And then he starts he dealing with it. And Dan Brooks says, We're going to see the beginnings of the Inquisitor program. <laughs> what can you say about its origins? Hey, hey, we were just talking about this, right? All my questions about the Inquisitor and Nick's questions about the Inquisitors. Yay! We're going to get more Inquisitors. Yay! Or at least more information. Yay! Charles Sewell says, It's super cool and thought out to a high degree, which is fun to write. It's such a big part of the Star Wars canon now, especially in Rebels. And being able to explain and give more depth to it is a dream. 
This whole series is like that, answering huge questions about the construction of Palpatine's empire and his tools. Not just Vader, but the Inquisitors, the military, Imperial society, etc. I'm a lucky writer. Yes, you are, <laughs> Charles Sewell. Thank you. And we are lucky that he is writing this comic because he's a great writer and I'm really looking forward to this series. Oh, can't wait. It's going to be like, I think, June or July is the first issue. What? That's a long time from yeah. now. Kind of. It'll be here before we know it. Liam, are you excited about this this Vader comic? Because I know you really like the yes. last one. Yeah. So it's not written by the same person, but I'm sure he'll, you know, try to make it similar in, in tone, right? So, and Anna, you did not read. Did you read all of those old, all of the, uh, the old Vader series? No, I didn't no, read them. No, I think you would, I think you would like them, but you're not a huge comic reader and that's no, okay. I'm not. Different I'm strokes for different folks. I'm more of a comic novel reader. You like graphic novels. Yeah. yeah, that's true. You're you're more of a, a literary I don't know even how to how to categorize that, but um yeah. <laughs> like what are some of the graphic novels that you've read? I um, love Raina Telgemir. Raina Tel yeah, so Those she's are good a, books. Uh, like smile, right? Yeah. And drama. Yeah, and right? sisters and sisters. ghosts and yeah. babysitters club. Yeah, those are those are really good comics. I've read a couple of those and yeah, they're they're really you well have? told. Uh, I know that I read drama. Oh, yeah. Mm, I may have read one of the other ones. I'm I not sure. I think you might have read Smile. Maybe. Yeah. No, they're good. Um, yeah. Well, let's head on over to Canon News. The Canon News song. Yeah. The Canon News song. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, from uh, this book called Rebel Dossier by Jason Fry, um, which is really this cool kind of another in-universe book, right? It's like, here's a collection of documents that the Rebels kind of passed back and forth in relation to the things that happened in Rogue One. So there's letters from Draven to Mon Mothma, right? And and there's these kind of like, here's what you need to know about Jeddah, stuff like that. Okay, so from, from this book, it says uh, about Jeddah and about Jeddah City is that Jeddah City is a former Kyber crystal mining colony and ancient capital slash seat of the Jedi Order. So the Jedi Order used to be like the capital of the Jedi Order, like like what the Jedi Temple is on Coruscant in the prequels and stuff, right? It Jedi. used to be on Jeddah. Wow. Yeah. 2,000 years That ago. is special place yeah yeah um and and you you both noticed that kyber here is spelled differently um in this book it's spelled k-a-i-b-u-r-r -R, so that's an alternate spelling of kyber how have you usually it's usually k-y-b-e-r that's usually how it's spelled in most star oh, wars yes i've yeah. read that yep kyber. so weird um also from the rebel dossier uh there is a letter from general draven who we see in Rogue One, right? He's the guy who, who's, you know, sending Cassian on, on the mission. He's the one who tells Cassian to uh, to kill Lyra's dad if he sees him. Don't just capture him. Uh, which is... A Galen. Kill Galen. Yeah. Uh, which is really interesting. Lyra's dad? Oh, Lyra's dad. Jin's dad, yes, thank you. <laughs> and Lyra's uh, wife. Lyra's wife, yes. Uh, Lyra's husband. <laughs> ah, okay. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, so... What's really interesting, though, in, in this book, because it's all, like, official documents that are sent back and forth, he never he never says anything about about what he says to Cassian. 
in his letters. He's always saying, you know, I want to send, I want to send Cassian to go capture Galen Urso to bring him to the Senate. You know, he never says what his true intentions are, you know, because he doesn't, he doesn't want that. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't want it to be official, you know, or at least he never told her the whole story. Right. Right. So, um, so he sends her this letter asking to have Cassian be the leader of this mission to Jeddah. Right. And she replies, and actually, uh, Mon Mothma has her own stationery apparently. And, and, uh, I'm showing you kids the book right now. This logo must, must be Mon Mothma's logo or it's, it's like her, Mon uh, Mothma's necklace, probably. it's her necklace. Yeah. It looks like her necklace. Right. Uh, I'm going to post an image of this page, I think on the website because it just looks really cool. And, um, it's probably her, maybe it's her family's, uh, sigil. That's like her, your crest, right? The, the, the image that signifies your family. That so, looks like a snitch. A snitch. All right. Sure. Without, uh, the, thing <laughs> on the, without the big oval. So in an earlier letter, I just wanted to read this really quick. I think it's cool. Uh, she says, uh, from Captain Andor to Harrison Dula, many of our best soldiers and agents were missing something in their lives until the rebel movement gave them a sense of purpose and a feeling that they belonged so I thought that was cool that she gives a little shout out to Hera. But in this request, I'm going to read her whole letter back to General Draven uh, in response to his request to send Cassian to lead Operation Fracture. That's what they called this mission to Jeddah. General, your request to assign Captain Andor to Operation Fracture is approved. I have never doubted Captain Andor's abilities or his dedication to the rebel movement. He is truly one of our best and brightest, and I trust his judgment on this mission. I am concerned about him, however. I understand that for our rebel movement to survive, brave men and women must do terrible things that we'd rather not talk about. But what happens to those men and women afterward? Are we doing enough to help them live with what they've had to do? Do we encourage them when they feel guilty? Comfort them when they can't sleep? And do we notice when they stop feeling guilty? When they no longer lose sleep? Captain Andor has been a rebel fighter his entire life. You say this with pride, and I'm sure he would too, but it worries me. If we succeed and overthrow the Empire, what kind of life will someone like Captain Andor have? I like that. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Um... It reminded me, Anna, you were watching Liam and our neighbor play uh, Battlefront, and you said, I would find it really hard to even kill one person. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine how hard it would be for someone in a war. And yeah, of course. It's the hardest thing you could ever do. You know? Why I mean, would it people would... do it? When I was playing the game, I literally felt a little sad that I was blasting people to pieces. I'm like, Did you? Yeah. oh, I'm playing a video game. It's, What's it's, wrong with me? It's only a video I game. I just started playing yeah. again. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> and I just, right. like, like, there's this guy standing right uh-huh. in front of me yeah. on Solace. I'm uh-huh. like, sorry, but I have to do this. There's I just no... pull out a smart rocket. Yeah. He goes flying off the edge. Right. It's, falls like 50 feet down. You know, and, and some people would say that you should feel bad about that. I personally don't because you know it's a video game. You know it's fake. I know it's fake. No one is harmed by it. Um, you would Except not. Except for the other person who's playing you, it. You, I'm harmed. They're harmed. Sometimes. <laughs> you literally would not hurt a fly. Right? Literally. 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 You know, so... I know that, and you know that, so I'm not worried about you playing those video games. 
Now, I think some video games get too uh, graphic, right? They're too realistically realistic looking. I so, watched one. I, I was I was on my iPad at school. Yeah. I turned I I I searched up Star Wars and there was mm-hmm. this George Lucas book and I opened it and the first thing I saw was a picture of a guy falling out of his car with blood smeared across all his face. It was kind of creepy. Was it George Lucas? Yeah, I think. From his car crash? Yeah, I that think he had? so. Yeah. That, that is a little creepy, right? I mean, and that's the kind of stuff that, you know, as you get older, I think you can handle it a little bit better. But, you know, um, we don't play video games where there's blood and stuff like that. I do, but you don't. <laughs> um, and I actually, I prefer things like Battlefront where it's just... There's no blood. There's no thing like that. And people disappear when they die. Really, really, really like it. Um, I, I like the complexity of Battlefield, but I I prefer Battlefront because it's not as realistic. Yeah, the, because in Battlefront, same. literally, yeah. never the people fall on the ground and then they disappear after like two seconds, and there's no blood. True, and Battlefield is the opposite of that. So and no one likes like someone in hell. They just mm. yell. They just fall to the ground. Yeah, there's no, they're not cutting off. They're not bleeding. Right. I think it's a little too unrealistic. Yeah, but you wouldn't want it to be realistic. It's it's just gets gross then. I guess. Yeah, you don't want it to be. Battlefront is like the perfect, like <laughs> the is like the perfect, not too creepy, not too unrealistic. Mm. Yeah. Just at the right point, mm. not too far down, not too far down the other way. You know what I have? Uh, <laughs> I really like is uh, Force Arena. Uh, oh, still play. <laughs> so, so I mentioned Force Arena a couple uh, episodes ago, and I am still playing that. I just reached level eleven today. Woo-hoo! Yay me! Uh, so anyway, is that a really high level? I think it's pretty high. I mean, you know, people are above that level, but like, are people all like level fifteen 50? stuff like that? Fifty? Fifty? Yeah. No, 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 no. Anyway, <laughs> I think you're gonna play that so long, you're gonna get to a hundred. No. I don't know. 50? I don't know. I, think I really enjoy it, though. It's super I think fun. I are going to get a 50. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe 30. All right. Well, this became a conversation about video games <laughs> somehow. But, uh, How? Wait, wait, that's wait, okay. wait. How? <laughs> no, we're not going to retrace our steps. All right, let's go have a joke. Yes, we are. <laughs> All right, let's go have a joke. <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. <laughs> Well, the jokes are pouring in these days. Uh, Evan on Twitter uh, has written some more truly awful jokes. Uh, but but Nick from London sent us a series of jokes that I am going to read this episode, and then maybe next one we'll read those truly awful jokes uh, from, from Evan. All right. So, what do you call a Wookiee's feline friend? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Mewbaka. What do you call a relieved Wookiee? Uh, Peebaka? Oh, like relieving himself that yeah. way? Oh, no, like relieved, like, oh, I'm so relieved that happened. Phew, yeah. Baka. <laughs> what do you call a pair of Wookiees? Phew, Baka? Phew, that'd be more than two. Two Baka. Um, what do you call a Wookiee detective? Clue Baka. <laughs> what do you call a Wookiee who has diarrhea? I don't know. 
Baca? Pubaca? Pubaca, you got it, Liam. I thought it was Ubaca. Ubaca, yeah, that's not too bad. Pubaca. Pubaca. <laughs> it makes sense. They're brown. Then they look like poop. A big log of poop with eyes and a mouth. And a thingy strap around their Ubaca. thing. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for those jokes, Nick. We uh, really appreciate that. All right. So let's head on over to the question and answer council. The question and answer council, where we ask questions and answer them. It's the question and answer council. It's the question and answer council. And Nick sent us a question for the question and answer council. Oh. And his question is, if you had to be any Sith Lord, canon or legends, who would you be? Any Sith Lord. Wow. Hmm. Um, probably, um, I would probably be Vader. Yeah? Yeah. Wow. Because, no, no, I would be Vader uh, because I would die uh, helping others. Oh. I'd be a Sodge Ventress. Okay. She helps others in many ways. She does eventually. More than die. one. And she doesn't die that we know of. Mm. Uh, oh, wrong. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. that's okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, she does helping helping others, actually. Yeah. She actually does die helping others. Um, so you're a Jedi. Picking, helping so a Jedi knight. All right. So you're yeah, I'd probably be a Sage Ventress, too, then, now so that you think of it. So she, I mean, she was a Sith acolyte, I guess. She was never technically a Sith, but that's okay. Well, I'll, I'll accept it. I'll allow it. Will Nick um, accept it? So, will Nick, that's a good question. Uh, will Nick accept it? So, I think you kind of, you kids are taking like an easy out, like picking Sith who end up kind of being good. Good. So, I'm going to go all in and say Palpatine just because he's super smart and he gets other people to do things for him so he doesn't have to do them himself. But when he has to really do it himself, he will do it. But. Uh, I just kind of like how smart he is and how well, manipulative he is. He doesn't like you. He yeah. doesn't make people <laughs> kill Jedi. He He's asked a, them to bring them to him so he can cut off their head and throw them off a cliff. What? Palpatine cuts off heads and throws them off cliffs? Probably. Oh, you think the Queen so? of Hearts does that. Oh. Okay. <laughs> off with their heads. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... So Nick's answer to this question is Darth Nihilus, Who's uh, who Darth I have a photo of Darth Nihilus here. Uh, oh from Legends, my gosh! Uh, from the the Old Republic, we've actually seen uh, people cosplay as Darth Nihilus before uh, at Free Comic Book Day. Um, he said he'd like to be Darth Nihilus because I'd really like to take the life out of a couple of people. <laughs> yeah, but that's actually <laughs> Nick. creepy. Oh, Nick. <laughs> so hey, fun fact: I was actually looking up Darth Nihilus uh, because I I don't really know that much about uh, the Old Republic Sith. I always get them confused. Malgus and... Mm, I don't know. I always forget who's who. Revan, of course. Um, and uh, anyway, so 
what I found really interesting when I was researching uh, Darth Nihilus is that his mask is based on the No Face from Spirited Away. No Face is actually kind of cute, but yeah. Darth Nihilus is creepy, though. Right. So the artist who designed Darth Nihilus actually used No Face as a as a reference, which That's is pretty cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, the eyes look a lot alike. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me a little bit of the sun, too, uh, but the sun mm-hmm. has the red things coming down from the eyes. And then also the Inquisitor has, I hope, is that something that we could finally see in this Vader comic? Why does the Inquisitor look so much like the sun? My my thinking, and I've always thought this, I can just see Vader saying like, hey, you want to get some tattoos? I knew this guy. He was the embodiment of the dark side. And I mean, if I still had a face that I could show to people, I'd probably get tats coming down from my eyes, these red things. I think you should do it. Mr. Grand Inquisitor. That's my my. I thinking. met this guy. He told me my future. I was going to Jedi Knight, and he told me my future to be a Sith Lord. What did I just say? <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! All right. Well, we have a giveaway. So back uh, a while ago, I, I bought a Black Series Ray action figure, um, and it's really cool. She's got the lightsaber, and she's standing on, like, this rock thing um, from Starkiller Base, and it looks really awesome, and I'm going to give it away. And wow. you kids haven't seen it yet because I have it, I have it in storage. But I'm going to get it out. And we're going to do a giveaway because Ray rhymes with giveaway. So it's a giveaway Ray. And also we're going to bring more Ray into the world. We're going to give someone a Ray. Um, And then we'll buy another one. Maybe. Yay. Maybe. And And then there will be two people with Rays. Maybe. There's probably more than that. People with two with Rays. (laughs) So the way that you can win this Ray Black series, and I'm going to have a photo of it up on our website so that you can see exactly which one I'm talking about, is uh, leave a review on iTunes. That's all you have to do uh, for our podcast, obviously. Don't go to, like, you know, Full of Sith and leave a review there. I mean, I think you should also because Full of Sith is great or, you know, Star Wars 7x7 or whatever. You know, leave but, reviews. But the only way you'll get the giveaway right. is if you leave a review for us. For us. So do it yeah. for us. As a reminder, Children of the Force is the name of our podcast. Yeah. So, as a reminder, uh, if you didn't, if so, you didn't know. <laughs> um, so you actually have to write a review, though. Uh, I, I love it if, you know, you go there and you click five stars or however many you think we deserve. But I can't see who does that. I can only see who writes a review. So, um... And don't worry, people who've already written a review, because you'll get in on this too, uh, just the same as anyone else who writes a review from here on out. Um, so I'm going to open this up to the whole wide world, and I'm just going to kind of hope that shipping isn't going to kill me if someone <laughs> living in a remote region across the ocean wins. Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to just say only people in the United States. And if I have to ship it far. Yeah, and if I have to ship it far, then I'll just ship it far. It's no big deal. So write a review on iTunes for or Children of the Force. Uh, doesn't no, have to be. You don't have to do anything special with the review. Uh, and, you know, just, just write a review. It could just be this show is awesome or this show is adequate 
Or this show could really use a different host. Or maybe, uh, <laughs> or maybe, or maybe, this show's bad, I hate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, don't uh, listen to not, this. I'm not gonna listen to this anymore. Don't and listen. then, of course, you receive a prize. Don't listen to this <laughs> steaming pile of poo-baka. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll send you a Ray action figure, maybe, for all the trouble you went through to, to call us poo-baka. Thanks a lot, by the way. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> well, actually, you did use a quote from our podcast, so. Yeah, hey, it means they listen, so. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Al from a little bit closer to the present, um, saying that I forgot to put an end date on this contest. So we're going to say the end of March. So by the end of March, leave that iTunes review, okay? And uh, at that point, we will announce the winner. All right, thanks. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to episode 64 of Children of the Force. And as always, thank you to those who support us over on Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Children of the Force. Amy, Laura, Alethea, Nick, Evan, and all of your families, thank you so much for the support that you've given us and that you continue to give us. It means a bunch. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So if you'd like to reach out to us online in, you know, ways that don't include giving us money or writing reviews on <laughs> iTunes, uh, you can contact us via Twitter. At Force Children. Our Facebook is. Children of the Force. Our email is. Forcechildren at gmail.com. Our website is www.childrenoftheforce.com And head on over to speakpipe.com slash children of the force to leave us that voicemail that we will almost positively play on the show. Ask a question for the question and answer council or anything else. Uh, just um, leave us a voicemail because we love different voices on the show. And finally... Uh, Remember to leave that iTunes review and get entered in that giveaway. And, uh, you know, we're going to do another one not too long from now. So uh, enter, you know, enter now, write that review, and then you'll be up for any other giveaway that we do. Or at least any other giveaway that is based on uh, iTunes reviews. So, yeah, so do that. And it'll also help other people find our podcast, right? The more reviews on iTunes, the more people will, will be able to find us when they search for us. That's just how iTunes works. So, um, yeah. So, for Children of the Force, I'm Al. I'm Anna. I'm Liam. And may the Force be with you!